And then we got Mac and I up here. <laughs> I see nothing. I hear nothing. We want to welcome you to the Sunday night service. We got Mac, we got Stephanie and myself are all going to play some music, and we are going to rejoice in the Lord with thanksgiving in our hearts to be here. You know, when David turned over the throne to, Sol to Solomon, he said to all the tribes leaders and all the rulers and he said, we are going to be building this temple, so I want you to give with thanksgiving in your heart. And they came through so much so that David was overwhelmed by it. And David said, let's have a feast. So he prepared the feast of all feasts, and they drank and they ate and they had a mm. good time. And that, my friend, is the first documented case of thanksgiving. Mama Jan's laughing at me. All right, let's do this. You guys ready? I can't remember what song I'm doing. It's my desire to live for Jesus. It's my desire to live for him. Though often I failed him and caused him much shame, it's my desire to live for If you could see where Jesus brought me from to where I am today, then you would know the reason why I love him so. Now you can take the earth's wealth and riches. I don't need earth's fame. It's my desire to live for him. Mm -hmm. It's my desire to help someone today someone who may have failed to see the way for I too was once lost but I found my way to God it's my desire to live if you could see 
where Jesus brought me from to where I am today, then you would know the reason why I love him so. Now you can take the earth's wealth and riches. I don't need earth's fame. It's my desire, it's my desire, it's my desire to live for him. song here. I really like this song. It's called Wild River. This is going to be, um, have you got your tape there? I do. You want to put it on some of these? Okay, B flat? Yeah, B flat. That sound right? There is a fountain that never runs dry Forever flows with the water of life You never stop moving You never stop moving Where your river runs Everything
face a limitless ocean I'm swept away in the tide Drawn from the well of your goodness Drink from your water of life Your grace a limitless ocean I'm swept away in the tide Drawn from the well of your goodness Drink from your water of life Your grace a limitless ocean I'm swept away in the tide Drawn from the well of your goodness Drink from your water Your mercy flows Like a wild, wild river Your love is strong Like the raging sea God, all your goodness Goes beyond all measure Grace like a flood pouring out of me. Your grace like a flood pouring out of me. stand a couple more. Do you guys like that song we sing on Sunday morning called The Goodness of God? All my life you have been faithful. You like that one? Oh, yeah. If somebody says no, I'm going to have to like walk on no, <laughs> Carol and I, on Sunday mornings, we can't get past verse 2 without crying. So often, we'll look at each other and she'll be like, help, I can't sing the second verse. And I'll be like, I can't help you, I can't breathe. Because it's so good right now.
you, Jesus. Amen. You want to lead one pastor while we're here? We're going to, isn't that nice? That's the new projector. What do you think? Can you tell the difference? So do you think we should get one so that they match? All in favor say aye. Aye. All oppose the same sign. How much are those things, Jim? 350 bucks, which is a lot better than 1200 right? So... Yeah, then we'd have a, sp can you see the yellow dot in the middle of it? I thought my eyes were, go had, you know, but it's it's going bad. So, so Lord, we just ask you to send in 350 bucks so we can get another one in 600 $700 so we can pay for that one. Are you ready? Now, Brother Mac's going to preach tonight. So what we're going to do is afterward, I've got this offering plate for you. So after he's done, depending on how good of a job he does, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that wasn't very nice, was it? <laughs> Slap me. No, we want to give him a love offering too, so I'm going to put that up here, and after the service you all can come and just show him how much you appreciate him. Amen? And gas is getting expensive now, and driving all the way from Alabama with a banjo on his knee. <laughs> he left your mandolin? My mother used to play a mandolin. Did you ever hear mom play the mandolin, Jim? Oh, my goodness. She never did that. You heard her, though, Ann Audrey, didn't you? Yeah, those are pretty. As we receive today's offering, I'm believing the Lord for jobs and better jobs, for raises and bonuses, for benefits and salaries and commissions, for favorable settlements, for estates and inheritances, for interest and income, Rebates and debts paid off, expenses decrease, blessings increase. Thank you, Lord, for meeting all of my financial needs. That we may have more than enough to get a video projector and promote the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. <laughs> Just kidding. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. While we're doing that, let's just pray for our family. How many of you have a need tonight, a special need in your home? Hallelujah. Do you have a you have your hand up? Who and Audrey? Okay. No. Yes, yes, yes. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are still the boss you're still in control and nothing nothing can separate us from your love and lord i just ask now for dylan and his wife that you will work an amazing miracle and show your manifest glory in that situation lord we pray for relationships we pray for homes we pray for sicknesses and afflictions in our own church that you will be that you will just show up and show off on our behalf in the name of Jesus. We come against every power, principality, and we speak to the storm and we say, peace, be still. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name.
Amen. Well, I am thankful for Brother Mac being here tonight. And um, I've spoken with Mac and with James and with, and with uh, Dave because coming up real soon, I'm going to have to go out of commission for a while. And I'm going to have these guys, I'm going to lean on them real heavily. So uh, I need, so I just thank the Lord for good, godly speakers. Amen? So um, when, I, when I go down and out for a few weeks, these guys are going to have to carry the ball across the finish line. So you give them your support, and uh, we're going to keep on pushing on here. Amen? Amen? So in the meantime, let's give a real warm Calvary Assembly welcome to Brother Mac as he comes to bring us the word tonight. Amen. You want this one or do you want the other one? Okay. Amen. You don't have to. You can go there. You can go. You know what? The lights are brighter in their screen. Yeah, but I want to shout, though. I got some shouting room right here. I have a, a song that I'm going to bring it. And no, no, no. To, that I want to I want to let you know in advance. It's called I Feel a Holy Ghost Shout Coming On. And your church is going to love it. Amen. And uh, but hey, you know what? If the crowd on the platform starts bouncing around, it's going you know, sometimes they get into the wires and everything. So you you have to counsel them, you know. You know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Amen. Uh you know, uh I had a bunch of of things that I'd like to talk about, but you know, sometimes the whole, you know we need to be obedient to the Holy Spirit, don't y'all? And uh, I, uh, so I, I, as I was preparing the Word of God this afternoon, then all of a sudden it came very clear to me. The Holy Spirit said, "Here's what I want you to do," and uh, you know, us preachers, we have to stay kind of confined and on a timeline. Because uh, we're walking, breathing sermons. Did you know that? We really are. And uh, so uh, somebody asked me one day a long ago, and I think you, you all have heard me say this, that uh, a, a man asked me, a pastor asked me, you got a sermon? I told him, I said, I, I am a sermon. I am. I am a sermon. And if I told you my story, all of it, some of you would blush, and you'd say, man, that guy in our church? So, amen, most of us, our testimony, as pastor was preaching this morning, such a great message, and uh, I was thinking, our testimony is filled with power and deliverance. You may not believe that, but when God puts you in a place to give your testimony, just like the testimony of healing this morning, and I've been touched by God in this service many times. This morning, pastor, I'm going to share this real quick, it'll take about 30 seconds. Did you know... I don't know if you remember me reminding you that I had a, uh, a welding uh, experience where it damaged the, the macula in my eye one time, just one time. That's all it took. I got welding flash in my eye, and it damaged the macula. And when I, uh, and Paul, he knows what this is about. You look right dead into 220 arc welding within 24 inches, and you got trouble. Well, when I would look at a telephone pole, the telephone pole looked like it had a U in it. As, and I, as I would take my eye and follow that telephone pole, there would be a U there. 
because of the damage in my macula. On this side, it was worse. And on this side, it looked like a snake curling. So as I would look out, I, I had this damage in my eye. Did you know that just, a, just recently I noticed that the Lord, I don't have wet macula, I don't have dry macula, had damage. The Lord has healed that, those, uh, those problems that I had in my eyes. Now you say, why you still got glasses? Because that comes with the birthdays. But, uh, and I'll get some new later on. Amen. But I'm so excited about when I look down the highway, it doesn't look like this. Amen. So, uh, but you know, healing comes in the church. There's healing constantly and consistently in the body of Christ. Your healing is the children's bread. Come on and say amen with me now. You know, the, the word of God, the bread of life is available. You know, they say, Pastor, that, that the average person eats a loaf and a half of bread a week. A loaf and a half. That's not, you know, us old folks, now, you know, those of us who have cholesterol problems, this kind of thing. But when I was young, oh, I could put away a whole lot more than, they say the average American does a loaf and a half a week. You might say, man, they missed it up with my case. But, you know, we got biscuits and grits and gravy up home. And we substitute. We, yeah, we really do. We substitute. But you know, there are 787,137 words in that King James Version. That's words. Amen. Amen. And there are uh, 1,189 chapters. Y'all know all of this. 31,102 verses in the Bible. You say, that's a lot, Brother Mac. There are 31,000. And if each one of those verses were a loaf of bread, you got a lot to eat right here in this Bible. Say amen with me now. Amen. amen. There's no reason for a famine in your life of the Word of God. There's plenty there. When the devil come to Jesus, he said, he said uh, you, may, you know you're hungry, buddy. And, you know, he's always creeping around the gate, and, and he's always talking when he ought to be shutting his mouth because he's getting ready to get, pick up a custom-made shovel down in Hades. Come on now. Amen. So he's always, but anyway, told Jesus, he said, you're hungry, aren't you? And I'm sure the Jesus, he had a, he had a body like, well, that, it was a body. I don't know how it was, but it was a body because God made that body. God made the body of Jesus. And uh, so, but he got hungry. The devil knew he was hungry, and he said, well, if you the son of God just make these rocks turn to bread. And he could have done it very quickly, couldn't he, y'all? Oh, man, he could have he took one of those rocks over in Israel. Pastor, I, I never forget it. Uh, it's very vivid in my mind. Those rocks over there are not like the rocks in the river in Alabama. They're real smooth and everything. They're chunky. They're jagged, white rocks. And, and I got to thinking, you know, that that's what he was looking at up on the mountain. And amen. But it wouldn't have been a problem for Jesus because he could just wave his hand and make a basket full of fish sandwiches. Are you listening to me? Amen. He sure could. But he told the devil, he said, he quoted himself. He quoted the Word of God. In Deuteronomy 8 and 3, he, he quoted the Word. The Word quoted the Word. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every Word of God. Say amen now. Every Word of God. So there's 787,137 words in this Bible that we can just chew on when we get hungry for God. Hallelujah. I'm always listening for my message on Sunday morning because I know that God is fixing to give me something in the message. Amen. The corporate message to the body of Christ. I learned that a long time ago. 
Hallelujah. I want you to look with me tonight. We're going to begin at, uh, we'll start, let's see. I put it, uh, let's go to uh, Isaiah, uh, John 18, and we're going to begin reading there. Going to do a lot of reading tonight, and then we're going to let you go. Praise the Lord. I want to show you something very unique about the Word of God, how accurate our Bible is. And let's begin reading. Father God, add your blessing to the reading of the Word. Did the church say amen? amen. Now then, when Jesus had spoken these words, he went forth in, with his disciples over to the brook Kedron, where was a garden in which he entered and his disciples, and we'll just keep on reading. And Judas also, which betrayed him, knew the place. And for Jesus oft times resorted thither with his disciples. In verse 3 says, Judas then, having received a band of men and officers from the chief priests and Pharisees, cometh thither with lanterns and torches and weapons. And in verse 4 says, Jesus therefore, knowing all things that should come upon him, went forth and said unto them, Whom seek ye? Now look what happened. They answered him... They answered him, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus saith unto him, I am he. I am he. And Judas also, which betrayed him, stood with them. As soon as he had said unto them, I am he, they went backward and fell to the ground. My, my, my. Now you might say, where are you going with that, Brother Mac? When, when the word of God spoke the word of God, not only did the power that was in the spoken word put them on their on the ground, they hit the ground. Come on now. Bang, they hit the ground. Y'all ever tripped and fell backwards? Come on now. It working in the garden. You know, and you back up, there's a hole there. There's a there's a rake there. And boom, backwards you go. Amen. Some of you wound up in the hospital because it wasn't nothing, wasn't grass and shrubs. It was concrete. Uh, yeah. So, but those guys, when the word of God said, I am he. He's the great I am tonight, y'all. He's the great I am today, yesterday, today, and forevermore. He's the great I am in you. My, my, my. I feel like preaching, Pastor, but go and read on here. Here's what, what I want you to see. that it, uh, This was a, a, a scripture in the Bible that was fulfilled that had a whole lot more to do with you than what you think. And it's found over in Isaiah chapter 28. Hallelujah. Let's take a look at it. Now you say, well, it ain't got nothing to do with me because I ain't no drunkard from Ephraim. <laughs> Let's read it together and see what it says. Woe to the crown of pride to the drunkards of Ephraim, whose glorious beauty is a fading flower, which are on the head of the fat valleys of them that are overcome with wine. My, my, my. I, I want you to realize something, that as we go here, you're going to get a picture of what our Lord, when he came to this garden in John chapter 18, verse 1, what the kind of people that he is, was encountering. Now, I, I want you to see this firsthand. Then he says, Behold, the Lord hath a mighty and strong one. Aha. Uh -huh. You say, well, that, that's me. Amen. It could have been. But let's see who he's talking about. Which as a tempest of hail and as a destroying storm. Y'all know what destroying storms are about down here and a tempest of hail. I know what it's about like in Alabama too. As, as a flood of mighty waters overwhelming. 
shall cast down to the earth with a hand. Verse 3. The crown of pride, the drunkards of Ephraim, shall be trodden under feet. And the glorious beauty which is on the head of the fat valley shall be a fading flower. And as the hasty fruit before the summer, which when he hath looked, Looketh upon it, seeth, while it is yet in his hand, he eateth it up. Talking about this strong man. Now here we go, let's read on. In that day shall the Lord of hosts be for a crown of glory. Now he ain't, he's talking about somebody that's supernatural. Amen? And for a diadem of beauty under the residue of his people, verse 6. And for a spirit of judgment. Boy, pastor. Man, what a Jesus, what a Savior we have. Hallelujah. For a spirit of judgment to him that sitteth in judgment, and for the strength to them that turn the battle to the gate. Now let's read on. But they also have erred through wine and through strong drink and are out of the way. The priest and the prophet have erred through strong drink. They are swallowed. Say, man, that sounds like Israel at, at, at uh, general, the general rule for them. But let's read on. They, uh, verse 8. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Back up. Yeah, man. That's right. That's right. Back it up, brother. <laughs> they err in vision. They stumble in judgment. Amen. Now let's read verse 8. For all tables are full of vomit and filthiness, so that there is no place clean. Whom shall he teach knowledge? We're talking about the strong man. Is he going to teach those drunkards, those wine-bibbers, those that have lost a, a vision for the body of Christ, the church of God, the Old Testament church? But he says, who shall he teach knowledge? Jesus had his hands full. You know, it wasn't the sinners and those that were hurting that he had a problem with. It was those religious leaders that were supposed to be responsible and have the light and life and liberty. They had ability. Our Lord had his hands full. Take a look at this. And whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Jesus had to have somebody. He had to have something in his hand he could work with. Hallelujah. Boy, that'll preach right there, but I'm gonna, I want you to see that. Them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast. For a precept must be upon precept. You know, Jesus, uh, the word of God, and I can't, I, I can't draw from the, the scripture, but he said, behold, he said, I come in the volume of the book. When they said, told Jesus uh, that they had Abraham for their father and they made their excuse about uh, how that they were candidates for the blessing uh, Jesus said, he said to them, search the scriptures for in them you think you have eternal life. Didn't he say that? But they talk about me. Hallelujah. Why? Because he was the word of God. Hallelujah. He was the word. Amen. Oh, listen. Well, you know, it blesses me when my little grandchildren quote that. They love, they, they love to quote John 1 and all the way down. I can't get it all like they do. Amen. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And then it goes on to say, uh, all things that were made was made by Him. He made everything. Come on, y'all. Can you imagine this, this, this strong one, 
that was born of a virgin come into the, his own house and look at it. It was full of drunks and wine-bibbers, filthiness, vomit on the tables. They were making profit. They, they set up tables so that people would come in in a rush and say, Hey, give me a dove, man. i got to go in and make an offering. Jesus got mad and he kicked the tables over. Come on now. You know, he could have waved his hand and blowed the temple over, couldn't he, y'all? He was just being kind, Pastor. <laughs> but can you imagine what would have happened if he had said, Boy, I'm, whew, you know, and blowed that temple all the way to, over to Egypt or somewhere? That's who he was. He was the wonderful, merciful Son of God. Oh, he's so precious. He's so wonderful. Let me read on. And he goes on, and all of this right here can be defined, but I want to get to my place very quickly. For precept must be upon precept. Precept upon precept. Line upon line. Line upon line. Here a little and there a little. For with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak unto this people. Verse 12. To whom he said, This is the rest. Wherewith you may cause the weary to rest. When our Lord returned, Amen, 2,000 years ago to consummate and deal with sin permanently. For you and me, I like what Pastor said this morning. Hey, you know what? He paid for all the meanness I would ever get into when I was a little boy. Yeah, and I'm going to tell you something. I, I was raised in the hills of Alabama among bootleggers and, and people that done stuff that's unheard of. And you know what? All those sins and everything I was doing at that time was crazy and I didn't understand. Jesus paid for that. Hallelujah. I mean, wow. He, you know, and, and the devil will tell me, you ain't nothing, man. You're nothing. You ain't nothing. You're not worthy. You're not able. They, the blessings are not yours because of this and this. He's a liar. Woo. He says, <clears throat> and listen, y'all, this was available. To whom he said, this is the rest. Wherewith you may cause the weary to rest, and this is the refreshing. Yet they would not hear. You know something, Pastor? Not, not long ago, the Holy Spirit spoke to me, and even though he's told you this over and over, we need to get out. Get out of a survival mode in the body of Christ. We need to leave the survival mode. We need to get back to the revival mode. We're the revival people. We're the revival people, y'all. Hallelujah. We're the ones with the power. We do have the power. We've got the power of the spoken word. Amen. We do. Amen. The devil is a liar. He's choked us with all kind of regimentation in the last couple of years. All kind of boundaries he's set up and got the, de the government threatening us with this and that. And, you know, and my, 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 we're just all captivated with stuff. we got to get out of a survival mode and move back uh, to being in the power lane. Get back into a revival mode. My, my, my. Boy, I could shout, but I ain't going to. Here we go. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Where are we? Whew, I feel the Holy Ghost up here. Hallelujah. Here it is. Amen. But the word of the Lord was unto them precept upon precept. God's word had come to Israel. They knew that they were a delivered people. Over and over God rescued them. Over and over and over Assyria came down. They came down against Israel about 70 years later. 
Nebuchadnezzar bounced them out of the game. Seventy years later, amen, Medo-Persian came in and they were kind to Israel. Israel went back and rebuilt the temple that Solomon built that Nebuchadnezzar wiped out. Because of their sin, God's word, God will not put up with it very long. Come on, say amen. Hallelujah. You know, I kept saying no to Jesus, and he sent a recovering alcoholic. He didn't send Billy Graham. <laughs> I was sending, boy, I, love, I was wallowing in it. Played with the top 40 label group, and we were doing crazy stuff. Sometimes I'd go into that, the practice session, and I had to do this. Is anybody here? The smoke was so heavy. Can y'all read between the lines? But God sent a recovering alcoholic full of the Holy Ghost and fire. He'd been to Pentecost. Alcohol destroyed his life. He didn't look destroyed to me, but he was a recovering alcoholic. My boss and his boss explained to me about him. He told me, he said, Carson, that's what they called me then, and a few other choice names that I won't say. He said, that guy right there was one of the partyingest guys you ever known. He could drink more booze than any of us. He'd send us all home in the backseat of an automobile and just keep on partying down. This guy, my friend, Lincoln, that was his name. And, but you know what? Many times I saw him come out from under an automobile that he's working under the bottom with water running down his face, Brother Thomas where he'd been praying and talking to Jesus. I don't know if he was praying for me, but you know, Pastor, I couldn't resist the power of God and the spoken word in that man's life. Hallelujah. He'd been to Pentecost. Let me read on. You see, he said, but the word of the Lord was unto them precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line. Amen. Here a little and there a little. Israel understood all of the plan of God to the most part, for the most part, but they missed the best part, and that was the coming of the Messiah. And here's what it says. The prophecy came to them, line upon line, line upon line, here a little, there a little, that they might go and fall backward and be broken and snared and taken. John chapter 18, verse 1. When the word of God came to them, the great I am said, I am he. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm glad he was tender with me and didn't speak how he could have spoken. Hallelujah. I've heard him. But anyway, we won't go there. When, Je when Jesus had spoken these words, he went forth with his disciples over the brook Kedron, where, where was a garden into which he entered and his disciples. Hallelujah. And that's what I wanted you to see. Where this thing happened. There in the garden. Just before they took him. And he went willingly. Oh listen. All of heaven was behind the Lord Jesus Christ. Church we've got to remember one thing. This word of God. That I'm holding in my hand. This is behind you. This has got your back. Hallelujah. The devil's a liar. He'll tell you that you quoted all the scripture you can quote. 
You've prayed all the prayers you can pray. Now get ready because it's over. He is a liar. <laughs> my, my, my. Well, i tell you what let's do. Let's finish this up with a couple of scriptures. I'm going to let you go home. Hallelujah. We've got to get out of the survival mode, church. And I'm preaching to the choir because all of you know that we need revival more than anything. But we have it, Pastor. Hallelujah. We can have, we can have revival. For, you might say, I'm revived. I know, but what about those loved ones? What about those that you've been assigned to? What about those that should be sitting beside you tonight in that pew? Come on now. They should be here. Amen. Worshiping with us. Enjoying Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hearing the word of God. Being nourished out of this wonderful book in the Holy Spirit. Drinking from the fountain of God. Hallelujah. People thirst and they hunger for righteousness. And it's available to us, y'all. Hallelujah. All of 31,102 verses available tonight. <laughs> I'm preaching, but hallelujah. What was, the next, what was the next scripture I was going to use up there, brothers? Oh, praise the Lord. Where was I? Amen. Oh, <clears throat> there it is. Aha. Well, y'all should have known this is where I was headed. <laughs> hallelujah. Jesus told them to hang around in Jerusalem, tarry. Amen. <laughs> Up to that point, they were all scared and afraid to open their mouth. They were all afraid they, they would go, was going to be penalized. They would go to jail or maybe be killed. You know, some of them were under a death threat. So they went to hide out. But finally, they got together and they went to the upper room. i never forget that upper room, Pastor. Man, I found out the real world over there. I asked a young Jewish boy, when y'all ran off and left me, or I turned around, I was, I was defocused. I was, I was enamored by Israel. If you ever go there, you'll know what I'm talking about. And uh, I was turning and looking and, you know, and enjoying the scenery. And they went to the upper room without me. There was a crowd in there. And this young Jewish boy was sitting on this concrete thing. And I said, hey, do you know where the upper room is? He said, unclean. <laughs> unclean. I said, what? He said, I said, I'm going to the upper room. I lost my, my company. He said, unclean, unclean. So I didn't get anything out of him. Didn't get a thing out of him. But I finally found somebody would tell me where the upper room was and where you guys were at. They were up there worshiping God in the upper room. <laughs> and I was being called unclean. But you know what? Hallelujah. I didn't take offense to it. No, 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 no. No, I didn't take offense because reality, and, and I understood exactly where that child was at. One day, he'll recognize the Jesus that changed my life, came into my life. One day, he will. He'll recognize it. He sure will. Amen. Every eye will behold him. Hallelujah. The Bible tells us that they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other languages, tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance. We need Holy Ghost revival. We need it in this land, y'all. We need revival. i never forget it, Pastor, and you remember back in the 80s when, when just all of a sudden a Holy Ghost move swept our nation. Churches were filled. People were being baptized in the Holy Spirit. The gifts of the Spirit were in operation. People were not afraid to be used of God. 
Hallelujah. And that, that revival continued. Amen. We had Brownsville. I think Daniel Jr. was down there. And, and then we had other places that great moves of God. People would go to Pensacola. There the Holy Spirit was out uh, being poured out. And people were being just filled and thrilled and just empowered to such a degree. Amen. Then all of a sudden some crazy stuff come along. Amen. And we let the devil corral us. We got to move from that. We have to. You know, when, when the ladies get together for prayer meeting, you ought to invite somebody to come. When they get together to pray, amen, because I want you to know the prayer, amen, of, of a righteous person availeth much. You do not know who has been healed because of your prayer meeting. Ladies, are you listening to me? People say, oh, this is just prayer meeting. It ain't just prayer meeting. No, it ain't either. Hallelujah. I challenge you to cry out to God. He'll answer an honest prayer. He will. We need to get together. We need to be uh, solidify. We need to unify. We need to realize that these prayer meetings are important. Wednesday night, don't come in just saying, well, it's a mundane, you know, I just, I don't know if I'm, hey, get out to prayer meeting. Me and a handful of people, the only ones that show up at my church. I, you know, I'm not telling you we got a bunch of people. But we get out there and we pray. And we seek the Lord but while He may be found. The time will come in America, possibly. Well, you won't know where you can find God in America. Is anybody in the house tonight? We need to seek the Lord while we can find Him. Get back to revival. 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 Hallelujah. Do you like it? How many have been in an old-fashioned Holy Ghost revival where people stayed after 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, and the power of God was still moving? Hallelujah. We want it, Pastor. We can have it. Hallelujah. Pastor can preach sermons, good messages, and God can speak directly to you. But if you won't respond, are you listening to me? Hallelujah. And I didn't mean that in a negative way. I just want you to understand. We're in a survival mode. We need to move from that survival mode. Get back to revival. Back to revival. When the devil comes to talk to you, you tell him, I'm going back to revival, devil. If you've got anything to say, you better, you better say it right now because I'm fixing to kick you in the teeth. Come on now, say amen with me. Would you stand with me tonight? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's get back to Pentecost. Let's get back. Let's get back. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Some of y'all have spoke the word of God and it moved mountains in people's lives. The spoken word is available to you. Hallelujah. And that'll preach for about another hour and a half, but I, I'm, I'm not going to do that. Hallelujah. Be back. Be back for the services. Pray for your pastor. I'm telling you, we've had a great day today and I've enjoyed being with you so much. Father God, thank you for the word of God. Thank you so much. Thank you, Lord, for this great church. Thank you for this body that's come out here tonight, Lord. I feel like I preach to the choir, Father, but I, I thank you for the privilege and opportunity. Bless everything that's done, every word spoken. Lord, thank you for every live stream. Thank you for the vision of this church. Thank you, Lord, for every effort that's put forth. Thank you for the leaders tonight, Lord. Thank you for these prayer band leaders, Father. Lord, that are Determined to see people's lives change. Thank you, Father, for these singers, these warriors of the faith. And we give you praise for all that's done. In the mighty name of Jesus, 
Amen and amen. Here's our pastor. Here's our pastor. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I love it when somebody puts energy in what they have to say. Amen. Hallelujah. If you sleep during one of Brother Mac's services, you're either really, really tired or just about dead. <laughs> Mostly dead. <laughs> oh, man, I like that. You know, I have, to, I have to have some word, too, myself, and I enjoyed that tonight. That was good, good, good. Hallelujah. So tonight, before you go, show your appreciation in a real way to Brother Mac, would you? And there's a, there's a plate up here for you to do that. Thank you, Jesus. You know, God's going God's to gonna go with us this week. And in the name of Jesus, we're going to declare that we're going to have a good week. And we're going to see victories. We're going to see things change and turn around in our life. Amen? Father, we thank you for Brother Mac. We thank you for the anointed word that he has for us tonight. And I pray, Lord, that you will protect him. And his family. Be with Sister Juanita. Watch and thank you for James and Carol. Thank you for this family. Thank you for the ministry that comes from this family. Bless them now, Lord, we pray. In a spiritual way and in a real tangible way. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. In Jesus' name.